Welcome to the episode of the Nintendo Rantian Podcast. I am Triforce Todd, and joining me today is Wario Will. Can you believe it already? We're already in April, and uh, funny enough, it's April 1st, so happy April Fools, everybody! It's We're, we're getting out now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you believe I, that? I, I, I am the biggest fool, though, because I'm about to start a Kickstarter for one of my comics, and I'm just like, isn't it kind of ironic that I'm trying to get funded on April Fool's Day? Yes, but I don't care. Because wow. Of what, I know, I know. It's just, I didn't plan. I was hoping to do it last one, but then things just didn't work out. Anyway, also here, I was going to make a fool's joke, but I will not, because I know I have the love of my co-host, Tyler. Tell you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I've never going to live that down. Before the show, Todd was in a passionate, passionate, passionate dispute, and I wanted to make sure he knew that I have love for him in my heart, and now I'll never be able to troll him again. <laughs> no? You I was like, I was like what? where's the love, Tyler? Where is the love? <laughs> and speaking of love, we decided to show our love once again to Skull Kid Scott. Hello. Yes, because after forcibly making him leave the podcast after his five-week streak, we brought him back because we're we'll talking about Smash Brothers. So, yay. All right. Uh, we do have a packed show for you today, including a very fun main event. But first, what have you been playing? We're going to do this a little different because me and Tyler are going to be talking about Kirby and the Forgotten Land as promised. But since two of our co-hosts have not, we'll let them talk about their gaming experiences. So, Will, take it away. Oh, for me, I can finally update you guys. And yes, I have officially completed Triangle Strategy via the Golden Route. And At last! <laughs> yes, yes, I like to take my time, sue me. And yeah, the, the ending for that one, I like, I got to give props to it. It's, it really is like, Obviously, the universal best ending, and just like more or less, like, it really wraps around of everybody's convictions. Like when when you do that, uh, that split part, it, that split between all three characters, it really does has that weight. But thankfully, that golden out really does like wrap it all nicely together. And like also, like spoilers as well. If you when you face face uh, Idor at the end of it, I mean, be it on different routes, but when you face Idor at the end, surprisingly enough. All characters actually have something to say to Idor, including Picoletta. I actually tried out. So if you actually manage to go get in range, they all had this UD combo. So nice, good tidbits over there. And yeah, like um, I'm not I'm not sure as well because uh, like for for you guys, since you completed your routes, like did you have like a a, a change in your title screens? Just curiously enough. I, Sorry, I actually say, didn't stay on it. So Sorry, say I, that I again. Know. I did you have did you have any changes in your title screen? Like not the usual. Uh, did, did you get any like a, a vocal uh, a vocal rendition of the opening? I did. I have once I got to the end of the game where they said you have to save it to do game plus mode. That's when I turned it off because I was I had to do something else. So huh. I, I have I haven't had a chance to check. Once I get back, once I get done with Kirby, I'll be going back to Triangle. So I'll let you know. Yeah, so because like yeah, once I did the completed the golden uh uh yeah the golden route uh I actually the the title screen actually changes to like show off including um the Japanese vocal of the opening which I I I I do gotta wonder we will be talking about this later on but yeah they even have sing triangle strategy in the Japanese lyrics which like okay it sounds so weird like that will be forever be true like yeah they are sing triangle strategy and. What, what, the, the change in the intro is like they actually showed off a lot of like the of the alternate routes because I see like when you do the split you actually fight against um yeah Benedict uh Federica or 
Roland at the end, including like the hinting of your uh, of the other three uh, gut punching endings. So over that, but overall, it is just like that drone ending. It, it really does feel like that is the only ending to really go for. I, I I'm at the point like aside from getting like that split path from um the beginning of either going to High Sand or As Frost. That's pretty much it. I just want to stick to golden ending. Like the other ones, yeah, I give um Roland's sister or the 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 the, the pirate duel of a father and daughter. Uh, those two at the end, but in the end, it's just like you want to get those uh, get the golden rod. It just feels so much more better. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up because I'm going too far in both. But it's just it wraps up nicely. It makes you feel good. It's just like it really does like gives you gives you that weight of the convictions like. It referenced so much, like, of like for you, um, uh, Todd. Like you said, like, like uh, with Federica, she was worried about like if her path was going down that that way, it just be just a lot of pending sadness. While Benedict's ending, like he had nightmares. He he said in in the Golden Route ending, he had nightmares of like my my choice will lead to much more bloodshed and just discard everybody else and and more um uh. Uh, divide divide them even further. So it actually hints to the the, the other endings, which I, I really do appreciate. So yeah, overall uh, triangle strategy definitely only good if you want to go for a one playthrough. But if you want to get everybody, all the characters, and all that, by by all means do so. But if you want to just want to go for one uh, single playthrough, by all means definitely uh, hunt for a golden route, to say at least. And just briefly, uh, also can naturally continue on with Fire Emblem Heroes. We got the legendary banner of Nana. So. Very good, uh, legendary unit to say at least. So you you, can sp you spend your orbs nicely if you want to choose that, as well as actually have gone back into a uh, lost judgment because uh, this past Monday we actually had the new DLC of the kite of kite the Kaito files, which will be focusing on the on the partner of Yagami-san, uh, Kaito, which gotta say if you love again going back to the Yakuza, the Lost Judgment series is just it, it, it's nostalgic as heck. So. Again, Kaito, Crispin Freeman, Japanese voice second or not, you're gonna have a good time with uh, the Kaito files and Lost Judgment. So overall, yeah, those were the two games I've been playing. And just brief, I will be considering actually getting Kirby tomorrow, sometime when I head to Nintendo NY tomorrow. So eh, maybe maybe on that, maybe on <laughs> that, yeah. All right, Skull Kid. So I too have been playing two games. Uh, my first one was the Dot Hack series on the Switch. I'm mm, still mm, mm, mm. running through that. <laughs> I have finally hit volume two. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, it does take time. It definitely does take time. It yeah. does, but I also because I like to go slowly so I can grab a lot of stuff. And right, right, second right. game is a game that I wish would come to the Nintendo Switch. Is the Legend of Persona Heroes Five: Trails Sorry. of the Sky? Ah, uh, no, okay, not okay, Persona okay, Five. Okay. I haven't played that in a while, actually. <laughs> Clearly not on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> it's not on Nintendo Switch either. I know. It's supposed to be great. <laughs> but yeah so Charles in the sky is also a high recommend from me mm -hmm. uh, except i mean unless you're not a big fan of art jrpgs i mean yeah like it, the, the trail the trail series is definitely a very unique falcom niche series but again it's also has its own fair uh fair uh, following to say the least i mean i tried a trail code seal so far and yeah, again, it's a solid. It's a solid. I mean, the only thing I don't like of Falcom is regarding to their own personal character endings, which I don't know. <laughs> you you can tell they have a certain character ending they want you to go with. I, I'm just I'm gonna. I'm just, that's well, are they saying right. they're giving the illusion of choice? Because yeah, Cold Steel definitely gives it the illusion of choice. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Okay, okay. But yeah, Chosen of the Sky doesn't have that illusion of choice. You don't have no choice. You only have a story. 
Yeah, I think I'll take that much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, doing that in uh, preparation, though, for the Trails from Zero, which is coming out in May, actually, or is it September? Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's coming to the Switch. Yeah, that's coming. But not I... Trails of the Sky! Peace, peace, peace. You never know. It yeah, it might. Yeah. I was hoping we get more information today at the New Game Plus Expo, but uh, mm-hmm. we got no information on Trails, but we did get information on East 8. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That we did, that we did, yes. <laughs> that's a start. <laughs> All right. And now, for me and Tyler, we have both been enjoying uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land over the course of the last week. And uh, Tyler, I'll start with you, because I know you have really high praise for this game, so please tell everyone what you thought of the new Kirby title. Yeah, so enjoying is putting it, it's just totally understanding <laughs> it from my perspective. Um, I, I First, a disclaimer. I am completely aware that what I say here will not be true for 90% of gamers. If you grew up in the early 2000s, 20, or you know, you, you grew up on the Wii U era games, you will, not, you will not understand my praise for this probably. But to me, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is a modern Nintendo classic. It is one of the greatest games that Nintendo has ever made, and I, I wish I was lying even a little bit. I truly believe that this is one of the greatest video games Nintendo has ever released. It takes so much from the just generations of platformers that came before and packs it into this Kirby game that like you could see uh, if they made this a Mario game, it would be great. If they made it a Donkey Kong game, it would be great, but there's an accessibility to it with Kirby that just, it, it takes it to a whole nother level. But I guess that's my top line. Todd, you go first. Cause I just have a ton of things that I want to praise. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was very curious about Kirby and the Forgotten Land because I like Kirby games, but it's not like my go-to's. A lot of the times, I I'll admit some of the Kirby games I've played in the more recent years has been because I've gotten review copies. Uh, I believe it was Rainbow Curse I got a review copy of, and oh, Epic Yarn. I think I I think I bought that one. I can't remember now. Uh, I didn't get Robobot. I didn't get Star Allies. I wasn't interested in that one. So I was very curious about how uh, Forgotten Land would play and. I am amazed by how simple the changes are, and yet how, not genre-breaking, but a series-defining they are. Uh, by and large, this is the best Kirby game. Like I, I, I have, I, If you recall our, t- our talk last week about best Kirby titles, uh, I, I said Cur- Crystal Shards or Kirby's Dream Land um, were my favorites, but this one is easily the best one. There is such depth to this in the visuals and the gameplay um and the challenge like there is a challenge to this that's usually not there in kirby titles and you can you can go through the game willy-nilly and and beat it in a few hours i think i'm actually really close to the end i would have had it beaten today but work decided to slam me so thanks work Uh, yeah offering me money so i can stay away from video games my gosh what a life uh (laughs) stupid adulting but uh i'm close to the end i think and there's just there's just a beauty to this game that leaves me in awe at times like especially when it comes to the world itself of the forgotten land um i know this is going to sound odd but it actually takes a bit of an elden ring approach or a, a dark souls Aww. approach I kid you not because they give you this world they don't name the world to my knowledge but they put you in this land and then you get clues about the lore via collectibles 
So it'll say, oh yeah, this is this one enemy. They just happen to live in this land, and now they work for the Beast Pack. Who are the Beast Pack? They're the bad guys. But you, you don't, you're not told that. You're told that in the collectibles. So you actually have to go and collect these things and read the text just so you can understand the lore. It's very weird. And now I understand Dark Souls fans a whole lot better. Praise the sun. Um, but then just the then the visuals, the visuals for the game and how they use like the depth of the world to show like the scale and all that. There's a lot of creativity in how they've made each level. It's gone are the straight up left to right levels of Kirby games from the past. And in it are more like Super Mario 3D world where there's depth. You can go back and forth. There's a fun and looking for all the secrets and the clues and the, the extra paths to get you all the waddledies. And... There's, there's just a lot of fun and depth in it all. Um, I'll get to the flaws later, but I was amazed early on by just how much fun I was having with all the with learning this game and seeing that all that it has to offer. And it, and there were times when I was just like overjoyed with whimsy over like the create like mouthful mode. Mm-hmm. My gosh, they get so creative with mouthful mode. It's so fun. Well, the thing that strikes me so on mouthful mode, and this is kind of when I said that this is built upon generations of Nintendo platformers. Mouthful mode reminds me 100% of Yoshi's Island, where you would hit like a bubble and Yoshi would transform into a submarine or Mm. or, or a a car. Uh, In mouthful mode, like Kirby literally transforms into a car and and he starts controlling boats and stuff like that. But it's, it's the way that the transformation mechanic like changes the way you explore the level and breaks up the pacing it's it's perfect like every single mouthful except for maybe the one the uh the wind one where you have to control the boats which is ironic because again that builds that can be traced back to mario's sunshine in uh when you have to steer that from hell along corona mountain uh it kind of feels similar to that but it it it, the way that they break up how you play as Kirby with those mouthful modes is is fantastic, and they are rooted. They're transformations. They're rooted in Yoshi's Island. Yeah, it's like I thought that. Oh yeah, this is just a you know a new creative way. Even they explain. Oh yeah, hey, he's got a new ability. How does he get it? We don't know, but it's he has it. It's cool. And then they're they're like this is not a spoiler. In one of the mo one of the levels that's in the in the desert world. Um. You get to a level in a mall, and there's these holes in the wall. And you're like, okay, well, what the hole? What are the holes for? You actually have to go into mouthful mode and put the object in the hole to break the wall. And I'm just like, that is clever, because then you're looking around for the mouthful objects, and there's some of them are hidden, and you have to really have to provoke things to get the item. And it's just like, I, that's so creative. Yeah. And then, and there's another one, not a spoiler. Um, you get to become a roller coaster ride. <laughs> Kirby literally becomes a roller coaster cart, and you go through this high-speed roller coaster ride where you're having to tilt left and right and center in order to collect objects, hit switches to collect the waddledies and the items and all that. And I'm just like, who came up with that? That's so cool. Like, I love these little things that just make the games better. I've always been that way. This is absolutely one of them. Like, uh, what is going on here? Like, how? What? They could have just been like, "Oh yeah, mouthful mode. What can we turn Kirby into and be done with it?" But no, let's make this as creative as possible, and it makes the game so much better. Yeah, yeah, and and on those like that searching for the mouthful objects, that's there's some collectathon elements to this game that I would say are N64 era, maybe Super Nintendo with Donkey Kong Country. But you you're going to be scouring these levels 
turning every nook and searching mm-hmm, every nook mm-hmm. and cranny for new waddle these are at least three so up to five hidden in every stage you're going to be looking for secret passage waves with treasure that will unlock bonus objectives and bonus waddle these you your first playthrough like if you if you wanted to race through the finish and just get to the end as soon as possible you could beat this game in three hours but mm-hmm. if you wanted to take your time and explore these intricate little sandbox worlds that they i mean i guess sandbox is them right going from point a to point b but you want to explore these worlds fully it's going to take you probably 10 to 12 hours i i've actually finished the main game and there's a bonus world afterwards which i'm excited to explore uh... but to get through the main game it took me about eight to ten hours so it's not it's not incredibly long but there is a ton to do and you you struck it todd when you said like just the the whimsy and like the magic of being in the world it it totally sucked me in in a way that I haven't since honestly my childhood. Like there, if you grew up on Nintendo platformers, you just owe it to yourself to play this game. It's it's the best Kirby game ever for sure. The bosses are incredible. Yeah, like, I the love boss the bosses. Are brilliant. Yeah, there there's a like uh, there's like I, I mentioned this last week. Like, there's a tree boss, and it's obvious that it's a tree boss. Like the, the like a version of the tree boss, but like wispy, wispy. Thank you, Wispy. It's a, it's a version of that, and but they get really creative. Like the roots come and attack you. He summons gates to block you so that you can't attack it. And then it does, of course he does the air bullets because that's the thing. And then there's this cat which um, will attack you on the ground, but then it'll actually go up onto these uh, lifts on the stage that they're fighting on, so that they it can throw feather darts at you and then pounce on you from on high. Uh, there's a gorilla that can do spin attacks. The armadillo. Oh my god, I hate the armadillo. <laughs> that was the first boss that killed me. Like I, I, the boss of the game killed me. I had a perfect clean run, and then the boss of the game got me because of some stupid decision that I made. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah that, I hated the armadillo. The the armadillo, his design is just so unsettling. He's very yeah. creepy. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they they like all great bosses. And each one has multiple phases, and it's all about learning their patterns. I will say, because this is a Kirby game, it is very easy, uh, and you can really get away with just spamming the dash roll or the dodge roll if you just guard, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll be able to beat. Everything. Wait, there's a dodge roll? Yeah, there's yeah. a dodge roll. Yes, and uh, funny enough, that actually, I think uh, Sakurai actually implemented Bayonetta's perfect dodge roll because like, if you dodge at a perfect time, it actually slows it down. Apparently. Sakurai what what, what button's the dodge roll? I honestly was not told about this. Like, yeah, where... it's R. It's a uh, yeah. R. R. Yeah. Block right and trigger, then move. Right yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Just... I didn't even know about guard until they told me like afterward. Oh yeah, don't forget to guard. I'm like, you didn't tell me how to guard. <laughs> yeah, to... You, get a, you get an award for beating somebody without guarding. You get yeah. A and I got that one, but I'm like, I didn't even know I could guard. And then I press the <laughs> button, and it's like, oh, there's the guard button. It's like, they, like I said, they don't tell you everything. Yeah. So yeah, that that is one of the flaws. It's, um, it's completely unnecessary. I don't think you would even need it to be, th- but it does trivialize a lot of like the bosses that like roll at you or charge at you quickly. You could be like they could collide with you, and you're like in- intangible when you're rolling. So it it does make the game like this is not a hard game by any stretch of the imagination, even on the wa- quote unquote wild mode. Mm-hmm. I I mean it's it, extremely easy. Yeah, so I'm playing like, on wild mode for the record because yeah. just like it's a Kirby game. It's not gonna be that hard. I didn't I didn't lose my first life until I think the armadillo. 
Yeah. So and I was that, and I barely lost that fight because of that stupid rolling he has. But yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's hard to dodge if you don't know that you can just roll dodge it. Well, as soon as you roll dodge it, it's just like, oh, this is he can never hit me with this ever. Exactly. Uh, but, but yeah, hey, the 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 creative the creative approach to the bosses is awesome, and the copy abilities, even though there's only I think ten total in the game, uh, they are all super satisfying to use. I've always some like the sword particularly i used to find so uncomfortable in the 2d games just never dealt enough damage had too much lag on all the moves translating it to the 3d space suddenly the sword and and cutter abilities are among my favorites just because i can kind of maneuver and if bosses are at the stop i find i can jump and swing and hit a boss while they're attacking me and i can kind of glance them here and there so they they've really done a nice job of making combat satisfying no matter which copy abilities are your favorite and there are some that you can use to charge in head first there are others that you kind of play more defensively like the ranger ability yeah i love the ranger that's one of my favorites ranger is really fun Um, and then if you really want to dive into like the quote-unquote depths i guess of the copy abilities there's a ton of those cool uh copy ability tools that get placed on the world map when you free waddledies and you can do them to upgrade Mm -hmm. your abilities those are really really fun some of them are like the, the timers on some of them are difficult that's where the challenge really comes in sometimes there's a there's a target score for all of them and hitting that target score can or target them can actually be like very cool just getting to the end is easy always but some challenges will have you kill enemies in like a minute and you have to a minute is your total time and if you do it in 30 seconds you get a bonus number of coins that 30 second timer can be very difficult to hit mm, yeah so, but yeah, there, there's a lot to enjoy here. If there was a big uh, fault I have, it would be, at times, it's a little too clever for its own good. Oh. Okay, in the game, as Tyler alluded to earlier, there are waddledies hidden out throughout the level. And some of them are you get automatically just by beating a level. The other ones you have to actually have to go look for. And to, be, to their credit, they give you a sound effect, ow, 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 to let you know that a waddledee is nearby and you have to start looking for it. Other times, they get, like, really specific unlock challenges to figure out and you and if you beat the level and you missed one they'll reveal one of the ones you missed so that you can go back and replay it which i like but then some of the times i've gotten those reveals and i'm like wait where where was that in the level like there's an amusement park level and one of them one of the hidden challenges was get on top of the rocket and i'm like what rocket Mm. And it was at the very beginning of the level in a section that I didn't even know I could climb up because they don't make it clear. And I had to go all the way to the top of the rocket just so I could unlock this thing, even though it was not clear that that was even an option for me. (laughs) And another one was like, clear the sign on the roof. And I'm like, where was the roof in the level? (laughs) And other ones are like, oh yeah, go down the secret passage. Would you think, okay, there's gonna be like a crack in the wall or something like that. And some of them, that is the case. Other times it's this very specific hole that you have to jump down to with a specific time. And if you miss it, you don't get the waddle and you can't go back. And it's just like, I've had to look up guides at times because I'm like, what am I missing here? And it's not bad because I, I appreciate the challenge, but at times it's it feels honestly anti it's anti kirby it's it's unlike other kirby games where there's a challenge but it's not like forcing you to do things whereas here's like you have to pay attention you have <laughs> to look at every aspect of the world or you will miss the waddledees and you don't want to miss the waddledees because when kirby gets a waddledee he makes the most adorable animation and noise that shows like i'm happy i saved this thing and i was like i want to see kirby have that every time <laughs> see i actually disagree with that because i i think that one, 
the point about it not being like other Kirby games, I think that that's just not true. Like every 2D Kirby game has those timing, like timer challenges to unlock whatever the hidden collectible is in that game. Like, uh, for example, sometimes you'll have to hit a cannon. You'll have to light a flame with fire and run to the cannon. If you don't get to the cannon on the first try, the fuse doesn't grow back. Like sometimes it does, but sometimes you get permanently blocked out of things. That's happened in 2D games. I will say, I, I agree with you in that that's kind of like, I could see how that would be a, a flaw to some. To me, that's kind of old school game design. That's and Super Nintendo era, Donkey Kong Country. If you're playing those games for the first time, you will not find every bonus on every on your first run through every level. Honestly, some of those are in there, I believe, to add length to the game to get you to replay mm. the levels. Because when you replay the level, you I I, ne- I found every Waddle I never had to look up a, a guy to to find them, and that's look just. I think familiarity in the platforming genre, I played a thousand Nintendo platformers, so I kind of know where they hide. But going in with, like, if you knew what all the missions were going in, you could definitely solve them all in your first playthrough. So I was torn personally on that, of whether or not they should just tell you what all three hidden challenges are or whether they should have you explore to find them. Because there are pros and cons to both sides. Yeah. Mm-mm, yeah, and like I just want to say as well because like th- this game, as you said, uh, Tyler, like you think this game was very good for me because like I could easily see how one person like myself can go completely completionist on this and like yeah, getting all water D's, getting all the, in the time limits, all that because I even remember like one level like during like the racing scene like get unbelief uh, like twenty five seconds, but actually there's a hidden goal you can actually get under twenty seconds, so. Like, I, yeah, that, I think you got, you nailed it right there. It's like, yeah, they want you to just, like, re-examine. If you didn't get the first time, just re-examine the level and just, like, really fine to comb it to, like, get every single Waddle D details and missions all there out there. Yeah. 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 Knowing how much you love uh, Bowser's Fury, Will, and, I like, I know you like Mario 3D platformers, this is, you'll love it. I think this is better than Bowser's Fury. I think this is better than Mario Odyssey. Oh. I truly, like, I'm, like... I'm so high on this game, guys. I truly, I think if eight-year-old me, like, I'll still go back and play Donkey Kong Country to this day. Like, I will sit down and 100% that game in two hours and be like, that was a delightful way to spend two hours. And I've done that hundreds of times over my 28 years of life. If I was eight and this game came out and I played it for the first, this would be a game that 28-year-old me would go back and play a hundred times. Like, I truly, truly, <laughs> I believe this is one of the greatest games Nintendo has ever made. And, like, I know before the pod, I was talking about how I speak in hyperbole. I'm not, like, a slight bit of hyperbole, maybe, but, like, I truly believe that this is one of the finest games Nintendo has ever. It is so good. It is so delightful. Yeah, I it, my my compliment, my my criticisms aside, um, this game I'm reviewing this game for the site, and once I beat it, uh, the main story, which I think I'm only a few levels away from doing, uh, I will be giving it a, a good review score. I'm probably going to give it a four out of five. Uh, Tyler tried to never mind. I was going to use a joke here, but I will not. Uh, I was <laughs> never mind. Uh, I. I I, I really, really like this game. There's just a few things I think hold it back for me, but this is still easily the best Kirby title. And as we'll talk about in the news, it seems to be doing really well sales-wise. And uh, we didn't even talk about the Waddle Dee Village, really, where you get to like see it get built up and like the Coliseum mm-hmm, modes mm-hmm, you can do mm-hmm. and the mini-games and buying items and the wise Waddle Dee that gives you all the stats of the world, which is at times really mind-boggling when you see the numbers. So, uh, yeah, but if you haven't gotten this game, 
Will Scott, <laughs> you really should you should really should try it out because it's really fun. If, if nothing else, it's a good game to you know pick up, put down, do a level, go do something else, pick up a little, do something else, and then that that'll, that'll uh, give you enough time to hold on until your next major title, whatever that may be. Fair All right, enough, fair enough. yeah. All right, and now we head to the news because we have had some earth-shattering pieces of news this week. So it's time to go. Down the warp pipe. Let's start with the positive because we're going to need it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kirby, again, uh, sales wise, it has had the biggest release in the UK by a large margin. It was the number one game in the UK during its opening weekend by a large margin. And in the in Japan, it sold 320,000 copies ish in its first weekend, which is not bad for a Kirby game. It, Star Allies, which if you recall last week's show, sold over three million copies, uh, only had about 200,000 its opening weekend or so in Japan. So that's above Star Allies. So that's pretty good. We still don't have anywhere than the U.S. numbers. But if you listen to Wise Waddle D list off the stats about what all the players are doing, <laughs> you can't look at those numbers and tell me that there's not a million people playing this game. Like, oh, for sure, for sure. Like, they, they, like, one of the things you do in the game is you open up these flowers, okay? And they, like, give you coins or whatever. And one of the, one of the stats is how many flowers have been opened. And it's hundreds of millions. And, um, and even if a player, like one player like myself or Tyler, opens up, like, let's say 100, 200 flowers throughout the entire game, that's still a lot to get to a couple hundred million. So I have no doubt this game's already in the million seller list. So I'm very excited about that. Um. It, once we get more definitive numbers, we will let you know. Uh, now for, uh, what should we call this? Relevatory news. Let's talk triangle strategy. <laughs> because for well over... Here it comes. Because for well over a year now, we have asked one question. Why is it called triangle strategy? Why? And now we have the definitive answer. All right. Uh, this comes from an interview from the producer Tomoya Asano, and he said, "Quote: We usually put a lot of thought into determining the name. Sorry, determining the game's titles. One of the things we make sure that we think about is if the player can imagine what kind of game it is based on the title. When you look at triangle strategy, a triangle is three angles, and then strategy. Uh, so it's a strategy game that you can play from three angles." Okay. Uh, Octopath Traveler is also kind of from that perspective in that it, it, Octo is eight paths that you're traveling. We wanted to see the reactions would be like behind Project Triangle Strategy. So having Project at the start of the name would give us a little bit of room to be able to change the name, but it ended up resonating with the audience, really. Uh, so, so we thought, so we thought we keep the Triangle Strategy name. Another process that we go through when naming the games is there's a, na a native English speaker on our team. So I talk to them when we're naming the title. At one of the points we talk about is if the name is as weird or unique as Bravely Default and Octopath Traveler. End quote. So that's who we blame. We find the English guy. <laughs> this has to be the worst explanation ever. I know. <laughs> like the, the, the whole point is that he's like the triangle strategy name, like explains what the game is. It does not explain what the game is no. at all. No. You play it from three angles. What what are, what are the three angles that you played? I played the game. I don't even know what 
the three angles he's talking about are. Is he about liberty, utility, and 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 morality? I think so. Is he like is he talking about exploration phase, voting phase, and combat phase? <laughs> Maybe. Like, I, I I have no idea what like none at all. To me, triangle I assume, associate that with strategy games. I associate that with the com the weapons triangle from Fire Emblem. Like that's that's the only association that I would make to triangle. Like I. I, I I was hoping the story would go away because it's just the name of the game, and yet it's just the story just keeps getting worse. It yes. keeps getting more ridiculous. <laughs> well, on one hand, I applaud them trying to be special with their names because at times we get very generic names and it doesn't really help things, and that's fine. But they, their whole marketing strategy in the game was talking about the scales of conviction and how you have to use the scales to determine your path and your choices will affect where you go based on those scales. That's the game name right there. It's like, where where will your convictions take you? Let's show, go to the scales and find out. And for the triangle, you don't even get three choices until really late into the, like the back half of the game. And even then you have like, what, two options? Two or three options on those. Everything else is either one or the other. Uh, you know, S. Frost or Hyzand, give up Roland, protect Roland, and so on and so forth until halfway through when things really start to branch out. Um, yes, it is a strategy game. There is absolutely a lot of strategy in this game, but there's not a triangle within it. I mean, you, you were giving some options. I was like, are they talking about those people, the other people, and the other other people? You know, like, what what are they talking about? So I don't get... If there was, like, a triangle attack in the game, kind of like we had in Fire Emblem a few, in a few iterations, that would have been something. But, no, this, this does not explain anything at all, and it just makes it worse. And it's like, I, I, I'm glad we did the its sales uh numbers last week because it would have totally overshadowed this that oh yeah this is their <laughs> this is their naming strategy and somehow they got a hundred thousand in sales so yeah like try, try harder <laughs> yeah. oh, oh we went to an english speaking native to see if it was unique there's a difference <laughs> between unique and uniquely bad and yeah like you just want to use it from one sample size come on get at least like at least a group more come on at least like i don't know t at least 10 or even 30 come on yeah i think that that's a very fair criticism we definitely need to have more than just one person say if it's unique enough or not yeah and, and i definitely do not recall seeing a lot of people praising this name like i even before the game came out like with like the final trailer or whatever i was looking at the comments and it was, every single one was basically either i'm hyped for this game the game not the title the game or why is this why is this triangle strategy why in the world did they name it this game and like it's on and on and on and on and on and just like yeah that that sounds about right doesn't it i do uh, wonder what they mean by it was a hit on the audience when they said that people like project triangle strategy because i remember <laughs> even when it first was announced as project triangle strategy i'm like i hope that changes me too yeah <laughs> That's what we said. It was like, please change the name, and then they didn't. Oh, they dropped Project. Ooh. That wasn't the bad part. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Shall we I move mean, on? it's a fair way to do like like uh, naming in terms of like seeing what the general consensus is is keeping it as like your beta name. 
Yeah, I know that there's a lot of titles that have really terrible beta names that then come out completely different. Yeah, and, and that's the point of the beta name. You do things in a bait and like you know throw out a name and then see how it changes later on. But no, just no. <sighs> Shall we move on? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it only gets worse from here. <laughs> yep. Because I actually, because of other news, I um. I, I forgot about this because of other news that was going on, but uh, Will reminded me about this. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, I got delayed again. Oh, that's a big surprise. That didn't crash. I think we're going to have a heart attack and die from that surprise. Thank you, Yaga. Shut up. Uh, keep up that attitude and you won't go Jafar. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I bet you wish I could go away. No. Um, so, yeah, like, we we all, many of us, including Tyler, I know Tyler was most vocal about this, but many of us wondered if it would indeed come out in 2022. And AG Anonuma made a very special video highlighting that, indeed, the game is now being pushed out to spring 2023. And uh, he explained why. He said they were taking their time to make sure the game is good, and we can I, I can respect that. Uh, he also did show at least a little new footage, including a shot of the Master Sword being broken. Uh, not during gameplay, but in a cutscene. So, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> just saying, just saying. So, yeah, guys, our thoughts on this. Yeah, like, when they announced it, like, okay, we should have saw this coming. Like, and especially we're going to, like, uh, with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming at the end of the year, so... Yeah, I mean, we have Pokemon yeah. and Xenoblade coming out mm -hmm, near mm -hmm. the end of the year, so it's so. going to be a very packed if it was going to still stay with its end-of-the-year 2022 kind of yeah. release date. And, and I would still bet that between... And Xenoblade's in September and Pokemon's in November, so I would bet that there's going to be at least one more big game coming out between those either before, between them or in December. So <laughs> Metroid Prime knows. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give us hope. <laughs> don't give us hope. I, I would argue that Todd forgot about this and didn't put it in the news. Actually, we all forgot about this and didn't put it in the news <laughs> until later. None of us are remotely surprised at all. Like, it's this so is not news? surprising that we forgot that the biggest game Nintendo's going to release in the last, you know, 10 years or five years since the first Breath of the Wild is getting delayed. We forgot about that because we all knew it was going to get delayed. <laughs> but I will say that the new footage that they showed, it was mm -hmm. only a tiny, tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, it was tiny, but it was something. It got me really excited, though. Like, I I was excited for this game. Of course, it's Breath of the Wild 2. Who isn't excited for it? But I, I do get the sense that it's going to be a massive game. Like, when he's talking about exploring the skies, for some reason in my brain, I kind of picture the skies as, like, a gimmick. It's like you're on the ground, and then you go up to the sky for a few minutes, and then you come back. Like, kind of like Skyloft. <laughs> Skyward Sword. <laughs> exactly like Skyward Sword. And for some reason, like, I don't know, I just get the sense that this game, when it does come out, is going to be 100% worth the wait. Yeah. Oh, oh for, well, sure, for sure. Well, Breath of the Wild was worth the wait, and that, that yeah. thing was first teased, like, year one of the Wii U. And it took forever, but when it came out, it was, you know, game genre-defining. So, yeah. It's still the biggest game to compare open-world games to. <laughs> and even Elden Ring gets compared to Breath of the Wild, so... And that's Elden Ring! Breath of the Wild, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
look, I know we're all sad about this in our own ways because we were really hoping it would come out this year, especially after the backlash to Skyward Sword HD. But um, I trust Ao Numa. Like he is a man who does indeed seek perfection in his in his wares and works. And if he says, let's take well, let's just say six months and make sure that the game is as good as it can be, okay. And it, and as you said, they've got a pack 22, 2022. They've already done really well so far with Arceus and Triangle and Kirby. And I know Nintendo Switch Sports is going to do well. And Battle League and Three Hopes and Xenoblade and Pokemon. We all know Pokemon is going to do incredible. So they've already got a pack 2022. They, oh, Splatoon. We forgot about Splatoon. Uh, and there's still more to come. So they can push it back to ensure that 2023 is the year of Zelda. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. It, it honestly, I think long term it will be better for us as Nintendo fans. I do think that they probably would have released Pokemon whenever they're going to release Zelda, if Zelda would have been ready for the holiday. But that's speculation. You know, I can't really say yeah. for sure. At the same time, we the the, the pieces of the 2022 ship are kind of blowing off a little bit with Advance Wars delays and now. Mm-hmm this so you know i i expect the year will still be great but oh yeah i think we all kind of envision this to be like the greatest year at least maybe not not we all i personally envision this to be one of the greatest years in oh i was there with you with the with the lineup they had it matched 2020 2017 like almost the opening year yeah yeah Yeah. i mean think about it actually think about that think about all the games we got in 2017 and then in 2022 we got a mario game we got Mario Kart. We got Zelda. We got Splatoon. <laughs> uh, we didn't have Pokemon. Uh, oh, we got Xenoblade. Xenoblade was in 2017. So it was actually kind of a mirror with like a few shifts, like with Kirby and Advance Wars and everything. Yeah. So you never know. It, it, and again, we still know there's more coming. There is no doubt that uh, Nintendo has an ace or two between first and third party. They'll still come out in 2022. So Zelda going to 2023 just makes that year already instant hype so exactly it's it's gonna pack the year itself (laughs) yeah let's let's just hope it doesn't become cyber zelda 2023 moving on whoa you're breathtaking all right finally and arguably most important arguably arguably e3 2022 it ain't happening and now for the main event so (laughs) (laughs) no yes it is official today that after some uh, tweets rumoring it e3 2022 is not going to occur in any capacity large or small this year uh according to the team behind it they are uh they are going to put all of their efforts into wait for it e3 2023 because they want to create a brand new immersive innovative experience that'll bring the fans and media together in a way like never before so they're taking this year off to ensure that the next year should they actually do it is is the best it possibly could be (laughs) yeah right yeah i'm not surprised but the little kid in me is so sad because that was like the one dream i had as a kid to go to e3 yeah same here i was yeah yeah like we we all we all imagine back in like the early 90s when e3 was like beginning again like the the golden age of gaming like yeah we want to go to e3 see all these great demos playing the first nintendo game right then and there and see these press conferences and now like yeah a lot of people just say like this thing has just become such an old relic like even people saying that e3 is dying or she 
shouldn't really exist anymore and just adapt like the um, the same method nintendo has been doing with the nintendo directs and honestly i think the directs are definitely here to say it i'm just very just really happy that nintendo was ahead of the curve this time around yeah i i really yeah i think the digital showcases are a lot better and a lot more streamlined especially because of how much more games there are yeah like there's just so much to show that having all of them in one year for like announcing of like future titles because when you think of like e3 back in like the 90s they announced titles for like 40 years in advance oh yeah along okay, okay. with like the current games Whereas, like, the now digital showcases are a lot more, like, it's this year or next year kind of deal. We don't have to worry about four-year announcements unless you're Xbox or something. Or Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> or Metroid uh... Prime 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, for me, I was actually really surprised by this. Because, I, I mean, we're only a few months out from June. And while I fully acknowledge that the pandemic is still going on and we still need to be careful, I wouldn't have faulted them for still doing it this year because it's better than it was the last two years by far like by far mm-hmm. so you know just you have restrictions you do be careful with you know masks and all that and you should you should be fine but then i uh, i the the statement i was repeating was actually when i heard from g4 they covered it right before we came on and i was just like i mean that's wishful thinking you know, trying to reinvent yourself for the next year, but that's also giving fans yet another year of not really having an E3, and you're hoping that they're going to want to come to it next year, and you're hoping that the developers are going to want to come to it next year, even though in the last, like, what, five years or so? Like, everyone's been pulling out in one form or another. Nintendo's only doing, Nintendo's only doing their digital directs. Sony pulled out entirely in 2019 xbox is doing it fine and third-party developers are still showing up to an extent but especially with everyone getting bought up they're losing ground so i'm very curious about how they're going to say hey we're going to redefine what it means to make you know this kind of gaming experience and i wish them well but that doesn't mean they're going to do well so yeah, right, hopefully right. their whole I guess their mix of like digital physical experience is gonna be a better one and it'll hopefully like reinvigorate some of the innovation of E3. But I still have my doubts because especially of how long it took for them to actually announce they were just not gonna have the digital event when there's so many rumors in the rumor mill starting from January. You guys mm. think there 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 will be an E3 2020? I I I think it's over. <laughs> That's I, wishful I think thinking so. still. Yeah, yeah I, don't I, don't it, I don't think it exists anyway i think this was it like the the digital showcases that all the companies do are just as good if not better at getting gaming news out to players it's easier for them they can control the narrative on everything it's it's you see it really across all of media now i mean it's the same thing in the sports world it's the same thing Mm. in the cinema world like there, the need for that middle connect issue, like the gaming press and the, the sports media, like that's kind of gone away. With social media, the teams and the players and the gaming companies can just tell you their message uh, directly, immediately. And there's, there, you know, that, yeah. that it works. So I mm-hmm. just don't see what E3 does. Plus, most like the E3 demos that used to be exclusive are now like going to most of the conventions too, like the PAX yep. East, PAX West. Yeah. And even like some of the, was it the summer? Well, yeah, that's coming too. The summer game showcase is apparently a thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that'll that will take over because there's definitely like a 
drive from a fan perspective, like I completely agree with you, Scott. E3 was always my dream. That's all I would have loved to be at yeah. E3 as a fan or as a media member, any of that. I just, I mean, it's such a thrilling time of year for gamers. Yeah. But the when, actual conference itself just doesn't do anything anymore. When I, when I was watching the original G4, um, like they were the ones that broke ground by making, uh, making it like a TV event. You know, like they would they would show all the press conferences and it was awesome, and they would yeah. be they would do the, the dev reviews and they would do demos and it was awesome. And then like every year while G4 was on, the first time I was like, okay, it's E3. I literally, I kid you not, college year, junior, maybe it was senior. I intentionally went to a final late because I didn't want to miss the E3 press conference <laughs> for Nintendo. So I, it, and to be fair, this final was like a project I had to turn, so I could be there late. It didn't really affect my grade, but I was just like, I was willing to sacrifice that final so I could watch the Nintendo press conference, and it was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was how big it was for me, and I totally wanted to go there, but then as, you grow, as I grew older and I started like reading more internet articles, which I know is a dangerous thing, um, <laughs> I heard about like it's not what you think it is. It's still cool, but it's not as grand as you think it is. And uh, then there was the question about, you know, the the developers not being as invested in like the super long lines and the swag bags and uh, cleanliness. Why is it always about cleanliness? Like, the hygiene. The hygiene. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. it's gaming conventions, comic cons, and wrestling events. It's always about the hygiene. Just saying. So. Um, Look, I I would love for this for E3 to keep going because I think it is an important event if done the right way. They have a year plus to make it work. If they can, great. If they can't, then it should die. Because as and, and and as you mentioned, Scott, there's already like the what was it Summer of Games, Summer Fun, whatever. Yeah, the Summer Jeff Game Keely. Fest. Yeah, it, it took less than five seconds for Jeff Keeley to pounce. <laughs> all right, this yeah, is what the man nice. does. All right. Um, and, and as you know, we support all endeavors to make game events if, if you feel like going to have fun. And now a Star Wars trailer. Uh, <laughs> I regret nothing. So, look, I, again, I, I'm, I'm a little sad by this. I mean, I wasn't you know super hyped for whatever E3 might have shown this year outside the Nintendo Direct. but And hopefully Nintendo still does a Direct around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike in 2020 when they left us high and dry. Thanks, Nintendo. But we'll just have to see. But... I, I'm with Tyler. I can't even get a 50-50 chance. I, I I don't even think I could go that high for whether E3 2023 will actually happen. So, we'll see. Alright, and now for our main event. Over the last week or so, Masahiro Sakurai has been pulling back the curtain to show us the insights into the character trailers for Super Smash Brothers. Last week, he dropped the trailer uh, trailer details for Wii U and the 3DS version, and then yesterday, he dropped... Was it today? Either way. Uh, he dropped the ones for Ultimate. And so we decided to honor that in our own way, because we have talked about our favorite Smash Brothers trailers in the past, but can we come together as a podcast and rank every single... One, <laughs> top to bottom. Let's find out. This will As be we, an oh, ordeal. <laughs> yes, yes, it will. Yes, it will. This will be an ordeal, and that's why we're gonna settle it in Smash. <laughs> Mario, 
You just had to ruin the pause there. You had to ruin the pause there, Scott. <laughs> this is this is why we this is why we forcibly removed you from the podcast, but I will I will allow it this time. Alright, so here's how we're gonna do it. I have all the trailers before me. All of them. And we are going to rank them from the worst to the best. We have to agree on the list. That is the absolute key thing. We have to agree on the so list. get ready to compromise, everyone. Oh, we, oh, yeah. yeah. We will all be compromised. <laughs> so, uh, now, we. I also want to fill in some parameters here, because the articles from Sakurai were about uh, Wii U, 3DS, and then Ultimate. But, in Brawl, there was another one. And that was or sorry, there were two. There was the Snake trailer, and there was the Sonic Live and Learn trailer. So we are going to take those two, plus Wii and 3DS, plus Ultimate, all the DLC, and we're going to rank all of them as best we can within like 50 minutes. No pressure. So <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to get up in a new Word doc so I can keep track of all this crap. And let's start off. Huh? I got notes app up. Uh, I'm right there with you taking notes. Oh, excellent, excellent. So oh, I'm I... just gonna open Tear Maker. <laughs> yeah. Whatever works for you, dog. Well. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, get your tools. <laughs> All right. So, what I feel that the best way to start off with this is that we talk about the best first, and we talk about the worst first. So, which one should we do? The worst or the best first? Oh, okay, mm. let's do the worst first. We'll work to the worst best. first. Okay, I am open to suggestions. So, Which, yeah, go ahead. I, I'll just float my suggestion out there. I'm looking at my my total numbers now. I believe that the Isabel reveal was is a contender for the worst. Oh. Um. The Isabel the Isabel reveal. I, so I've graded these on creativity, style, overall hype, and I will give the Isabel one a high creativity mark and a decent style mark, but the hype. It's it's at the lowest possible height for me. Isabel as a character is not that exciting. She's from Animal Crossing. She's the secretary. Animal Crossing is a big series for sure. And, and the casual, there's, I get it. You got a lot of love for Isabel. But as a Smash character, it didn't do it for me. Plus, we have to remember when the trailer was announced. Yeah, that, that's a, that's September Direct. Yes, at a September Direct that was not very good. It was kind of a weak Nintendo Direct, and you were waiting for the Smash character, and then it was Isabel. So I yeah. got Isabel very low on my list. I'm actually I, I would be okay with that because like I'm even I'm I'm rewatching some of the trailers as we while I talk about it, yes, and it's. It's incredibly basic, and to be clear, Sakurai talked about this, and he noted that it wasn't CG. Um, it was actually made from the Animal Crossing series itself. They yeah yeah yeah. They just basically put it in the engine, I guess, for new for New Horizons or whatever, and they just used it to make uh, Isabel appear to be you know a Smash character. That's not a bad thing, but it's like compared to all the other ones which are grand and epic and tell their own special story it i agree it's not that enticing and then as someone who's never played is uh, animal crossing it's kind of sad <laughs> it's it's kind of sad so i i would be fine with putting that as the worst because it didn't it definitely felt low Gosh, yeah. you have thoughts I actually didn't even remember Isabel's trailer. There you go. <laughs> yes. There well, you I go. Do, I do have one more contender then to for bottom tier. Uh, actually, two more. Pac-Man and mm. 
the uh, Greninja reveal. <clears throat> oh, I disagree with the Greninja. Greninja I oh, come agree. on! I would disagree hard on Greninja. Okay, right, that we'll one was it, awesome. We'll Pac-Man first, then, okay. and then we'll go with Greninja because Pac-Man is we agree. Like Pac-Man was Mario, just a red line, then Sonic, a blue line, and then Pac-Man, the yellow line, and then it was just Pac-Man fighting, and that was the end of the trailer. Yeah, it, th- th- this was one of the shorter ones by far, and this one I feel was more about the impact. Like, yes. okay, this was this was about, and and I, I think I've talked about this before. I once wrote a, an article, it wasn't for Haven, but it was about Smash Brothers is a cel- Smash Brothers is a celebration of gaming generations, and this trailer was a perfect representation because there was Mario, there was Sonic, and before then was Pac-Man. He was the OG in many many ways, uh, and yes, Miss Pac-Man was as well. But, yeah, it was more about the reveal. Hey, we're getting Pac-Man in this game. This is yes. really about everyone getting that character that they had in their own time. So, I would agree that was a lower tier. Um, and more about the impact versus end. Like, like at the, if you remember at the end of the trailer, they show him in Game & Watch from 1980. Yeah, and then donkey kong and mario pop up because they're 1981 so it's like we're the ogs not you guys so right 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 that was a good touch for sure I, it, it really is the opposite of the isabel one where i felt the production value was decent for isabel but the character itself was weak pac-man was the opposite low production value very hyped character but you know so i'm good to put either of those it seems like you guys are more isabel was lower i, I would say isabel's lower i don't mind putting pac-man up just above <laughs> I, I mean Pac-Man was definitely like a bit more exciting, just because again, Pac-Man is an it's icon Pac-Man. in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Pac-Man's trailer was basically hyped through Pac-Man. Yes. Isabel didn't have as big of an impact because she's newer than Pac-Man. Right, right, right. And again, again, you only recognize Isabel just because again, the, the big uh, Animal Crossing fan base, which everybody loves Isabel. So I mean, yeah. that's, that's well, just one I don't. Yeah. I'm if just we saying. Had Tom Nuke, maybe it'd be different. <laughs> what about what about Mr. Rossetti? I'm just saying, where's the love oh for the guy gosh. that shouts at you all the no, time? Like, come I on. No, enough nightmares when I play with him on, on GameCube. I do not want him. I do uh-huh. not want him. All right, so we already have our bottom two, Isabel and Pac-Man. Now let's jump all the way to the top, because we all know what Scott wants to say is number one. Don't you, Scott? I, I Yes. As much as I... Yes, Sora. Okay, Sora. Yeah. <laughs> Sora's my favorite, absolute favorite announcement trailer yeah but i am extremely like 777 percent biased <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's really hard to really complain because again sora is the the last trailer and of course you want to end with a bang and again Sak- sakurai brought it with a bang and everybody wanted sora you really can't go wrong with that I mean that it was definitely one of the best trailers to really end Smash Brothers. Yeah, so uh, it's really hard to to really complain about. There, yeah. and I know we've talked about, um, I know we've talked about it, but there was a, there's just a beauty to it. I cry every time I watch that trailer because of the simple and clean instrumental and how they have like everyone watching Sora fly through the air and him grabbing the keyblade. Sora is finally here. And then the ending shot of him and Mario shaking hands, signaling from Mario to Sora, everyone is here. I'm tearing up just thinking about it. Gosh dang it. There is a beauty to that. And and it was everyone's wish. And everyone who didn't wish for it are fools. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> okay, their their fools are hateish, hateish. You know. So I remember when that survey happened? But yeah, Sora was my I was number one back then. Or 2014, somewhere in that that 
I was, the I era. remember my dorm I was yeah. living in. <laughs> yeah, my like, three made it because it was like my threes that I wanted was Sora, Goku, and Chrono. <laughs> I knew Goku wasn't going to make it uh, at all, but it was like my wishful thinking. Okay. No, you, you, just just because I know we talked about it before on the podcast, you know why Goku is not getting in, right? Yeah, I know he's he's not a game character, which I mean, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. I just want to make sure, because most people forgot that interview, because they're like, oh, why can't Goku get in? He's been in so many video games. Yes, but he wasn't a video game character first. Yeah. So, right, right, but right. Chrono! Chrono! <laughs> Chrono would be good. My votes were Banjo, Kazooie, and Krom, so I was a very happy man. Yes, you were. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, so on the Sora trailer, I this is very scientific for the listeners. Uh, I As I said, I put up in creativity, style, and hype. I actually have numbers for all of them. Uh, and Sora, I gave perfect tens. 10, 10, 10. <laughs> but it is my third favorite trailer. There Interesting. Fair enough. Fair okay, so okay. So if Jesse Banjo-Kazooie might be one of the top two. So Banjo-Kazooie, like <laughs> yeah. Todd said, he cried during the Sora trailer. And I'm not even kidding. I was watching these again before we did this. And the Banjo-Kazooie one, I started crying. I really did. My eyes started tearing up. And I was like laughing at myself. I was like, why? Am I? Like this happened so long ago. Like it's Banjo-Kazooie. But Banjo-Kazooie... Or my childhood. They yeah. were my childhood. They are. I feel like my childhood, something that meant so much to me, got seen. And it was recognized by so many others. It was a special thing for so many people. Banjo-Kazooie, N64. Yeah. Like, and the way they did it, the callback to the King K, which is my second favorite yes, spoiler. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was, was good. Yeah, it, it was just perfect. The Duck Hunt Dog comes in and trolls everyone. Banjo-K and Diddy, their animations are so expressive. Like, every character has, the, like, that rare charm. Sakurai captured everything we loved about Banjo and Rare, and he put it in this trailer. That so was my favorite. My, oh, fav- for sure, for sure. my favorite part about... Uh, oh, and I just realized we forgot one for Possible Worst. Um, I'll get to that in a second, though. <laughs> uh, the trailer, Best Friends. My oh. favorite part is Donkey Diddy and K. Roar next to the window. And yes. duck, duck Hunt Dog shows up, and they're like, what? And then Banjo shows up, and what do they do? They cheer! They're like, you're here! You're here! We're here, Banjo! Wait, like, and, and if you think about it, that's all rare characters. Right, yes. right, 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 right. Well, they're like, us. They're rare yeah. fans. Like, they, that's why Sakurai is so genius. Like, I, we, the fans, are DK, Diddy, and King K, losing our minds at the that these characters, they've been gone for 20 years. And <laughs> right, they're back. Right. And, and they love them just as much as we do. It's and awesome. Like, and I'm just going to point out as well, because like, even Sakurai noted, it's like... Th- Sakurai is probably the only person to actually like make t- mostly two exactly same trailers and actually still kick it out of the park. Yeah. Even he, though the, in the he, description, like, yeah, he's at, the same material. Exactly. He goes, with the Banjo-Kazooie reveal video, we were aiming for what was called in Japan comedy, Japanese comedy terms, a tendon, in English, a callback, where we repeat the same joke again. In this case, we followed King K. Rool's video. It also helped to save costs. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. <laughs> So, hey, the, the reveal videos cost an unbelievable amount for DLC that's on sale for just a few euros. <laughs> Interesting. That's it. He said euros and not yen, but whatever. Fair, um, enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right. So, okay. Let's. Now, I want to note mine, which I talk about a lot. Uh, it's Little Mac. Little Mac with okay. the style and the, 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 the callbacks to uh, the punch out and having Doc narrate, you know, you know, we're fighting Mac, get down from there, world's waiting for you, kid. Like, I love that. It felt so, and the music was hard hitting and everything. But if I was to put one above that in Sora, gotta be Sephiroth. 
I mean, gosh, I mean, having him at the Game Awards starting off and we're all like, who can kill, you know, the, the World of Light <laughs> guy? Oh, this? of course, it's Sephiroth! Donna, 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 Sephiroth! It's just like, again, that trailer, like, the fact that Sakurai even, like, more or less did a good one-to-one representation with Afghan children, and just like that, like, how we've been celebrating, we're going to the time of um, Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out later on. Yeah. It's just like, it's it just like, it more or less the moods were aligned perfectly for that trailer. Like, again, and of course, everybody was like, oh, what we could do this? Like, who is the boss of bosses? And yes. yes and like it was tremendous let's let's tighten our papers really quick though okay tidy up so we're ranking them we're putting them in a team tier list so for our top tier okay do we want uh, we have sora definitely for sure does everybody agree with banjo in high to top tier or banjo high top 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 yeah i'll I'll do that i'll do that okay so, so Banjo's in top, and then we, yeah, we'll get to King K later. Sephiroth. Bottom, and Sephiroth is... Uh, I I like Sephiroth's a lot. It is definitely number four or five for me. It wasn't quite on the same level as the top three. Ugh, in your opinion. In your opinion. No, in my opinion. In your I'm, opinion. Not even arguing, I'm not even arguing that we need to drop him out of fourth or fifth. Like, I just think he should be an A tier instead of S tier. Oh, that's. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, 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 I right. really disagree. Just okay. Get it is Sephiroth. All it's right, we'll Sephiroth. put him in S then. Okay, so I'm, but I'm okay. You're ranking him in tiers. I'm ranking him by number. So we got to pick a number one. So yeah. let's let's just let's narrow it down to four. So we got Sora, Sephiroth. I'll put Banjo Kazooie. Is there another one that we feel should could possibly be number one? Uh. So no. Like no. we're, we're going like even basic like the basic review trailers or like from even like the initial review trailer the, of Smash Bros. The, the actual no not not the initials so like no. villager villager would not be in it because he didn't have a dedicated. Uh, okay, okay. You know okay. we're talking about the actual character character trailers. The one so, like, that we're also on 3ds too, which okay, okay. Yeah, we, um, we, we Wii U 3ds Snake and Sonic. Okay, okay. So yeah, like I guess we could talk about in yeah. In terms both. of impact, I think Snake should be at near the top too, but I don't think not not, not top, not the not the top though. We're an like, A, Snake at least an A, like an A tier. He's yeah. like an A, yeah. yeah. That's an A tier for Snake. Because impact, impact. So yeah. what, what do you guys think about Cloud? Because Cloud's great. Uh, Cloud was great. Yes. I just rewatched it too. Yeah. That Excellent. one was really good. Okay, <laughs> Cloud's was good, but I don't know why. It just it feels less. It feels less cinematic. Like yeah, the beginning, course, course. the beginning was perfect. It was like you know, it's the mystery. You know, who's it going to be? Oh, it's Super Smash Brothers X, and then Final Fantasy VII. Oh, here comes Cloud. Like that was awesome. But when you compare that to like the Sephiroth trailer, Sephiroth is infinitely better. Wow. Well, of oh, course, it's time. a CG. Of course, it's CG. Of I know, but it's like it's. You think that they would do more for Cloud? Like I, when I thought about Cloud being in Smash Brothers, I really thought of how I would do it, and I would have had him square off with Link. Like, they don't even cross in the entire trailer. Like, that's the matchup was Link versus Cloud. Death Battle did two fights on that. And and Cloud won the second one. I hated that. Anyway. <laughs> I will give you the, like, I agree with your point completely. I see it. I see it. I don't totally agree with it, even though I completely think it's 100% valid. I feel with Cloud's trailer, they were really going for 
the grandness of Final Fantasy in yes. Smash. You had mm-hmm. the soaring mm-hmm. music, the slow like scale up of Cloud's character model, the summons, and then, like, two minutes of him fighting, and it yeah. was like the long, long trailer. So they really were going for like the series. I personally kind of agree that I like the trailers that have the characters from different series interacting because that's what Smash okay, is all okay, about. Okay, okay. So I'm cool with not putting Cloud in the top, but I do think he's in high. Okay, he's so near, near Snake at least. Yeah. Right, okay, right, right. Okay. So we 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 gotta pick. So let's let's. Okay. So between the three that we have we have selected, Sora, Sephiroth, and Banjo, let's let's vote because it's gotta be a group list mm-hmm. of the three. Who who's got to pick? So Scott, are you sticking with Sora? I'm sticking with Sora. Okay. Will. For sure, Sora's top. Okay. Tyler. Yeah, Banjo's top for me, but I know that I'm outvoted here. So yeah, I'll, and I would probably, I would honestly put Sephiroth. So I would, so we're outvoted. So Sora is the best trailer. Nice job. All right, so second, let's let's keep it between those two. So we have Banjo and Sephiroth. Scott, what do you got? I'm going with Banjo. Okay, Will. Sephiroth. I got Sephiroth. Tyler's got Banjo. Darn it. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Give this to me. Thank you so much, Scott. But just just give this one to me. I'll give you guys one in the future. Okay, how about like, this? Like, I'll, I'll change. Trailer meant to you, like the trailer meant that much. All right, I'll me. change. I'll change my vote to Banjo, but Sephiroth gets number three. Deal. Definitely. Okay. 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 So Banjo Kazooie is number two, and we got Sephiroth as number three. So I want to go back to the bottom of the list because there is an obvious one that we forgot about, almost like we forgot about, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, we forgot about Piranha Plant. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that, an that, obvious. That does belong yeah, somewhere yeah, on the bottom. Yeah. So, but is it the bottom? Is it the bottom? No. Not no. the bottom. So, how about this? How about we put it, let's put it above Isabel, but below Pac-Man. Because Pac-Man had impact where Piranha Plant was like, Piranha Plant? Fair enough, fair enough. Piranha Plant? I'm devil's advocate for just a second. I'm more than willing to do it. But I like the Piranha Plant trailer a little bit more than you guys. It was low budget, but it was very funny. It was it funny. Was comical. It was and comical. I, it, I agree with that. Yeah, so I like I I give it credit for that. It didn't do what the other trailers did with this really creative CGI. It was all in-game footage, and it was Piranha Plant. It was so ridiculous, like it was shocking. So not not super hype, but very creative for sure. Oh yeah, I mean it was okay. I I want to look back at that. Uh, there it is. Uh, the Prana Plant reveal was an initial video for the early purchase bonus, so there isn't a CG part, only the in-game part. Prana Plant isn't included in the Fire's Pass, so you need to buy them separately. At the time, people were saying that they never expected Piranha Plant to join the battle. Well, no kidding! Nobody wanted this. Nobody asked. Nobody asked. But yeah. Fine. Nobody asked. There might be someone who actually did want it. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, like I, again, it was a funny trailer. I uh, I remember the reaction videos because like everyone was like, "Ooh, what's this one going to be?" And it turned out to be Piranha Plant. Also, it's one of the shorter ones. It's only a minute nineteen. And the way they set it out, set it up with like the Mario walking through, and you know, who is he about to challenge? Oh, it's Piranha Plant. <laughs> okay, you know. And yes, they made it work. It's fu- it's funny. Okay, I get it. Ha ha ha. But, you know, it definitely was one of those where it's like, you, you, you talk about character spots. And this is like, the, what always always the biggest complaint in Smash Brothers is, you know, the character spots and who, who gets a spot and who doesn't. So, Piranha Plant taking up a spot was controversial, to say the least. I would say it's even, I would say it's even more controversial than Minecraft Steve. And you know how I feel about Minecraft Steve. 
And you're lucky I didn't ask for him to be on the bottom of the list, Tyler. All right, okay. But I, but I have integrity because I am a Snyder Cut fan. Moving on. So <laughs> let's head back to the let's head back to the top of the list. So okay. what's what other ones do we feel are S tier or top A tier? I'm gonna throw out one. I'm gonna throw out Vampire Killer, the Belmont trailer. Okay, like okay. think 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 about that one all right i mean we had it was the castle and you know luigi's there and it was that that was actually a tease for uh uh luigi's mansion 3 and that was fun and then all of a sudden he's like he's getting murdered he's getting straight up murdered even sakurai admitted it like oops we couldn't save luigi our bad uh like <laughs> he literally says he says but unfortunately luigi wasn't so lucky you monster <laughs> uh, but then simon comes out looking out like an absolute boss like he looks so dang cool in this trailer which is why i've often said i want a video game with these kind of graphics on the switch mm. and it's like you know back monster and like Okay, heck yeah, Belmont's finally here. Like Simon was highly requested, you know, and him and like the graphics and teasing Dracula and the monsters, and then Richter comes in. You know, I think this was top tier. He's uh, he's definitely up there. I agree. Like again, like with the, with a lot of people wanted like a Konami uh, IP, and yeah, Simon definitely a classic of the NES days. So yeah, definitely an up there. I agree. I agree. I fully agree with you on this one. This is a, a top or high tier for me. Uh, it's definitely above everything besides Banjo from the first, like, DLC 1 and back. So it's it, it was great. I would put it in the high tier also. All right. All right. All right. Any other suggestions? Let's keep it going. I mean, personally for me, like, I think the only thing would be, like, above Simon and below, uh, like, Banjo-Kazooie would be Sonic. Uh, Ooh, like, live that- and learn. Like that that trailer like when it came out, I mean yes, it's dated by today's comparison, but the fact that Sonic was revealed to be coming in Super Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah, melee is just like everybody was losing their minds. I, yeah. I remember like even back in the early YouTube days, like Sonic and and Smash finally Icon versus Icon, <laughs> Sonic versus Mario. Back to bring back the old console war days. It's yep. like. <laughs> Everybody was losing their minds, and to, I feel like, yeah. To this day, I could remember the release date or the announcements for Ike and Sonic in Smash Brothers via the dojo. Ike was August 1st, 2007, and Sonic was October 10th, 2007, because that's when they announced that they were delaying the game. <laughs> they said, by the way, here's Sonic. Also, we're delaying the game till February, I think it was, 2008. And so it was like, they gave us like they gave us the big cheese, and then they're like, yeah, but uh, about that. <laughs> Glad you like it, but we got um, the monkey pop for you. We got the monkey. Yes, but I would be fine putting Sonic up there because you know, live and learn was the perfect song for that, and you know, yeah. Sonic racing in the impact again. We're going to talk about impact as much as everything else, and definitely Sonic had the impact. Where I remember when that was just a rumor, like that was another G four thing. They said like, what were the biggest rumors at E three? And the the rumor mill had Sonic and Smash Brothers, and I was like, I never thought about it, but I want it so badly now. <laughs> And I'm not the biggest Sonic guy. I mean, I think that's Will over here. So, uh, kidding. I know it's Scott. <laughs> but, but like, when Sonic happened, I was like, yes! Yes! We got Sonic! We got Sonic! So, uh, Sonic is up there. I agree. I'm, I'm good to put that. Okay. So, uh, I would also like to nominate King K. Rule for this okay. category. I would put Sonic, I would put King K. Rule above Sonic. Just because of that, the, right, the trailer right, 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 right. and the fan desire was absolutely there for King K. I, I agree. Yeah. So and and the eyeballs going through the window. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. The music, Gangplank Alley and the remix. Oh, that was perfect. That was perfect. Yeah, the they brought in. Okay. Yeah, they brought in the original composer of TK Country to make those things, and for Banjo Kazooie too. And like, that's how awesome they they wanted to be as accurate to these characters as possible. So there's there's a lot of love there. All right, now now I've got to put my foot down and say Little Mac. All right, I will put him behind Sonic, but Little Mac is way too cool to not be like top tier. Okay. <laughs> Come on, give, give me a bone. Give me a freaking bone here. I completely agree with you. I, I do like, especially like the animation they took with Little Mac's trailer. Yeah, I really sure good. definitely that they I will put one. Little Mac. I'd say Little Mac is below Sonic, but right next to Sonic, like one below. I, I put I put him below. Okay, I, hold on. I gotta go back to my list. Uh, okay, I have Sonic is below King K. Rule, and Little Mac is below Sonic. So we got Sora one, Banjo two, Sephiroth three, King K four. No, Simon four, King K. Rule, then Sonic, then Little Mac. Oh, I thought we were putting Sonic above Simon. No. Will, <laughs> Will said he would put I Sonic. Wanted that, but... He I wanted that. Will, I did I not. With, I agree with Will on that. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah course. I agree with Will. I think King K is, is the, like fourth for me. And then Sonic, then Little Mac, and then Simon. Mm. Mean. Mean. <laughs> Scott, your thoughts? My problem is I think I like Sonic better than King K rule. Oh! Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's also just because I'm biased with Live and Learn. Yeah, Live and Learn is the best song. Fine, how about, <laughs> fine, how about this? I'll swap Simon and Sonic, all right? So, Sonic will be number four, and Simon will be number six, okay? Okay. okay. Well, fine. what about Little Mac? He's, he's at seven. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, so that sounds good. Little Mac is at seven. Okay, other suggestions for top tier? Yeah, this is, uh, this is A tier. So... Like, Mm. Uh, you go ahead. You want to go, Scott? Yeah. So I was actually, as I was rewatching it, I remember and the then of just remembering um, uh, this trailer when I first watched it. I wasn't too impressed with it, but after rewatching it, because I've actually you know played and beat the game now, it's a lot better. And that's Violets. Really? Ooh, Violets really? is fun. Violets is fun. Violets is interesting. Say Lucina, so. Ooh, Lucina is definitely up there for That's sure. Lucina is really good. Lu too. Sorry, Lucina Robin, because that was the same one. Yes. Right, right, yeah. right. But I just really like Byleth, and then looking at the process of having to work with three different studios <laughs> to get mm, that trailer out was yeah. also impressive. That's fair. Okay, so Byleth, and then let's I, put. Go ahead. I like Byleth, but I like Lucina and Robin more than Byleth. I agree. Oh, okay. I agree. Okay. But oddly enough, like, uh, yeah, this is my bias coming up because like, you two are the Fire Emblem guys. I gotta put in Joker above Byleth. Uh, no. I gotta put in Joker above Byleth. I and, do yeah. like Joker Byleth? too. That's a... uh, Will, I ah. agree with you. I agree with okay. you. I would put Joker above Byleth. I, I, would, for, I would in terms of impact. I mean, because impact, obviously there wasn't the, ga there wasn't the gameplay trailer. Bigger. It wasn't yeah. it, it wasn't a game trade trailer. It was literally just, hey, we're revealing the DLC. By the way, it's Joker. So... <laughs> So and it okay. afterwards, but again, yeah, uh, yeah. I explain it. All right, so we'll, uh, I, I'm with Tyler that Lucina Robin has to be up there. So I'll put Lucina Robin behind Little Mac, then Joker, then Byleth. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. All right, now, now, now let's jump down to the lower ones, because honestly, there's, there's a sect of them that I feel we need to kind of get rid of, all right? And I'm talking about some of the DLC characters from uh, Wii U 3DS, okay, all okay. right? Like Mewtwo, yeah. Lucas, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Roy. I agree, I agree. Yeah, those, I hardly those... count Mewtwo and Lucas. For some reason, Roy's I remember, and I 
really liked, but it's lower <laughs> tier for sure. Yeah, because I mean, Mewtwo was literally, oh yeah, he's showing up. It's Mewtwo strikes back, and then it was just the gameplay footage. So, it, it that one was more about, hey, we're bringing back this character that you wanted back. It was kind of, if it, in some ways, it was kind of the beginning of everyone is here. So, I would put Mewtwo definitely near the bottom, uh, right, right. above uh, Pac-Man. Actually, I, no, I put Mewtwo below Pac-Man. Because I mean, oh, Mew- sure, sure. Pa- Pac-Man at least had impact, and then <laughs> Pac-Man's Ma- impact is a lot better than Mewtwo's, even though exactly. Mewtwo was a requested character because you know yeah. they kind of butchered him. And then Ro- Roy getting that trailer comeback, I felt that was kind of necessary. He was always a clone; he was one of the original clones, and mm-hmm. so I'll put Roy above Mewtwo, and then Lucas just so Tyler won't won't get mad at me. <laughs> so, so I I think that what makes the most sense is Roy, Lucas, and Mewtwo should be next to each other. Yeah, that's because, why I have it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, they're I, all the same, and then whatever order you put them in, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. They're just three. Like, they're, they're all that have the same vibe. They're all characters who were in games before coming back yeah. to the new one. So we're putting Pac-Man above them, and we'll yes. put all of those in the same tier. So, so right now we have, at worst, to have Isabelle, then Piranha Plant, Mewtwo, Roy, Lucas, and Pac-Man. Yep, agreed. Fair. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay, I want to talk... Now let's... I'll, now let's talk about two characters that were important um, for the Wii U 3DS games, and I want to get definitely want you to get your opinions on them: Ryu and Bayonetta. Bayonetta definitely better than Ryu. Yes, 100%. Ryu's is one of the worst. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It was so basic. Just Ryu, like, looking at the camera, bouncing back and forth, and he's like, Ryu, I'm here to fight. And then he fights. To to be fair, again, like as Sakurai said, this is a, a reference to a Street Fighter Turbo 2. So again, if you if you're not a fighting game fan, like straight, back in the Street Fighter days, yeah, that is basically a straight tribute to that game. Yeah, so, I, I yeah. get the reference, but it it didn't make for an exciting trailer. Yeah, and it was also announced. I think they announced ahead of time that they were doing a character. And it was like, wake up early in the morning on the East Coast to see what it was. And it was just a very underwhelming trailer. And honestly, character for me. Although I understood why Ryu I mean, as well, to be fair as well, it also got leaked early on. Yeah, so it was leaked. It, it was yeah. so That's leaked. Fair. It was leaked, yeah. All right. I, I would put Ryu below Pac-Man, actually. Ooh. I agree with that. I, I think I could agree with that, yeah. And, yeah. and then I would put the uh, Bayonetta's is amazing. Yeah, Bayonetta's oh, great. Bay- really Bayonetta's top tier. You yeah. put the Kid Icarus Uprising cast room, you put a script that's written in that style, it's 10 out of 10. That game was <laughs> so well written, it was so funny, and just like the stuff that they say, they're just throwing crap at you that you've never heard of, and they're just acting yeah. like it's normal. They do that again <laughs> in this trailer. Yeah. The rapport that Pitt and Palutena have. It's A+. Plus. I yeah. really like the Bayonetta Okay, one. so let's, let's go right into that then, because the other obvious one we got to talk about here is the Palutena trailer. Oh. I mean, like, that is so top tier. Like, but, like, how top tier? Like, where do we feel comfortable putting it? Because I would put that as one of the top tiers, or one of the top slots, because of the animation style, the voice acting, how this <sighs> makes us want to Smash Brothers anime, the tease of Dark Pit. <laughs> I, I would actually put this, like, somewhere right by Little Mac, I feel like. Okay, so... I would put this just under Joker. Okay, so, so above, so above Byleth. So above Byleth, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'll put that... I'll, uh, I, I like that. It's like Palutena. Okay, so she's below... She's between Joker and Byleth. And yes. uh, also, I know some fans out there like the trailer for a certain other reason about <laughs> the, go- the goddess of lights, you know, but her uh, figure. 
I guess I should say. Objectively hilarious. Objectively <laughs> hilarious. It's like, that's anime for you. What do you want? All right? And never forget that there was a short. Never mind. We're going to talk about the shorts. Yeah. Anyway. About, uh, yeah, the, the carrot revolution. Yeah, revolution. Yes. Yeah. But how, yeah, like, do we, how do we place Bayonetta compared to Byleth is my big question. Um, above. Above Byleth? Okay. I okay. agree with that. I'm fine how with that. How do we place Bayonetta compared to Cloud? Uh, we never we never did place Cloud. We yeah, so I, mean, I, I would put him I would put him below her. I put him below below Bayonetta, maybe above Byleth. Me too. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would actually I would like to note, ladies and gentlemen, that we are actually doing really well, and we are we are actually charging through these. I am very proud of us. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. I'm just I'm jumping back and forth, so I make sure I don't forget anybody. Um. Uh, okay. <laughs> This one, I'm very curious to see what you guys say. Let's talk Duck Hunt Dog. <laughs> the this dog is, is still mocking us! This is a great color. It's great. I mean, it's really, really funny. The 8-bit characters coming yes. in is awesome. The uh, the zapper, they zoom out to somebody mm-hmm, playing with mm-hmm, the zapper. Mm-hmm. Creative, super fun. Not a very hype character, though. No, I, the... I like this trailer. Yeah. I would put it right around Byleth. He, yeah, he's basically an up mid. Like, granted, like I'm yeah. great that Duck Hunt came back just because he is an icon back in NES days. But I wouldn't say like he's really like uh, like that impactful. So yeah, I think he's just a little bit up above Byleth as well. Yeah. This this trailer was one of the one of many many that was leaked for the end of a Wii 3DS along with Dark Pit and Bowser Jr. and all of them. Um, so, this was so leaked that a lot of people didn't believe it because of Duck Hunt Dog. Because what, were you, what are you going to do with Duck Hunt Dog in Smash <laughs> Brothers? I mean, it's the Duck Hunt Dog. He literally mocks you. That's the point. All right. And then this trailer comes out. I do agree with Tyler. The use of the 8-bit characters and then transforming him into 3D only for Duck Hunt Dog to emerge from the grass. It really is a beautifully rendered trailer. I'm not going to lie. And the duck actually hum- helping the dog was is really clever. And... uh the uh the music the music is actually really funny with how they choreograph it so that's that's honestly kind of fun um i don't know where to place it though i definitely agree it's a below all of our characters so far we can obviously put a characters above and below him later so i definitely think he's mid mid yeah. because it was it's a it's one of the funny introductions you know you didn't expect him and yet he's there and i was just like i can't imagine the game without him because it's duck hunt dog so uh, he's I definitely such a troll. He's game. a troll. He's a tr- <laughs> the dog is still mocking us. Okay, it's wrong. He's also the character I like to use to troll. But there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I put him. I put him right below Byleth because Scott currently Byleth pretty high. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Currently he's below Byleth, but above Pac-Man. So yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, I want to pivot here and talk about uh, a twofer, which was uh, Ken and Incineroar. I give Ken a bit more better than Incineroar. I, I don't know. Like, no, no, no. It's Ken. It's Ken. It's Ken and the Incineroar. They're the, the same trailer. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I said. I said. I said it was a two for Will. Listen to me. I'm the host. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I like the Ken part more than the Incineroar part. That's a, yeah. that's how I interpret it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going for. I, I I thought it was creative. Again, the visuals are fun because they're mixing, you know, the the styles, and they got Little Mac versus Ken, and then you're like, this can't be the only reveal you know it's like it's ken that's cool but he's not he was leaked too, he, he was leaked mm-hmm. too. and then we're like 
what's going on here. I liked the Incineroar reveal. I did because it's like, <laughs> you know, Ken knocks Mac out and then Incineroar just races to the ring while Ken is, you know, showboating and we're like, what is going on? And boom, it's Incineroar because we got to have a new Pokemon in the game. You know, and how they how they make Incineroar look in this shot is so awesome. He looks so intimidating. He does look good. He this looks intimidating lot of points for style like, yes Cinderor looks great little mac looks great ken looks great the dialogue is awesome ultimately though it's not that creative like these are mm. all fighting characters so of course they're in the boxing ring that's been used before in trailers yeah but and and even worse for it Incineroar was not a very exciting character yeah. to announce, definitely. And he was I, the last character that they announced. Yeah, he was. He was the last announced. main character. And then after that yeah. was Piranha Plant and the DLC. So yep. for me, this was a bit of a flop, but I would put it above Pac-Man. Okay. Yeah, Duck I put it below Duck Hunt. <laughs> okay. So okay. So let's see. We got Ken Incineroar. Okay. All right. Uh. Okay. Let's let's stick with the DLC characters from Ultimate and let's talk about the hero. Of Dragon mm, Quest, great mm. one. Great this trailer, what this was I loved it. Visually stunning. <laughs> yeah, visually stunning. And Sakurai even noted that because of the the timing of this, with it being E3 2019, they could talk about, um, you know, the bad guy here, Darkon, you know, and, and the clones from World of Light, and then the hero showing up to save Link, and uh, the other heroes coming to save the day. You know, that was that was pretty cool. So, and the music. The dun 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 dun, you know, that was that was cool. And Sakurai loves Dragon Quest. Like this was this was this was his geek out <laughs> it moment. Shows. It, it yeah. shows again, like just again, everybody loves Dragon Quest over there. So yeah, the fact they just put in so much love. Very big in Japan. <laughs> yes, just so much love, including again showing all the Dragon Quest heroes over there. Yeah, just as the costumes. Like, yeah, that was definitely a, the one more higher quality trailer. They yeah. pulled mm-hmm. all like when they pulled the other heroes into the alternate skins. That was a really nice pull as well. So I would put this, to me, uh, above Byleth and below Cloud. Fair enough, fair enough. That's I agree, I agree. Okay. It's a high tier. I'm putting okay. that in high tier. Like, yeah. I'm fine with that. All right, then after that, well, okay, we did Banjo-Kazooie. Okay, Legendary Wolf. I know Tyler does not like this one. <laughs> okay, Ter- Terry Bogard. I want to oh. give this one point. This I wanna... one is trash. Oh, come on. Oh, no, no, no. I disagree. I disagree. I haven't actually re it in a while. Okay. I disagree. I disagree with this because I thought it was creative in how they made it look. You know, going to the Neo Geo and then cycling through King of Fighters characters, uh, big and small, like having uh, Geese Howard fall off the roof again. Uh, that's the third time, ladies and gentlemen, because, of course, Geese Howard cannot get this one and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, I thought it was really clever, and you know, remake. As like I said, they using the pixel art and pixel you know, zo- art. Yeah, zooming yeah. in and out so that eventually Terry could grab it. I, I know Terry's not the biggest character, and some people are like, if you never played King of Fighters, he's not as important to you. I understand that, but he it was a really cool looking trailer. <laughs> It is me. a very unique trailer. I, yes. th- again, with all the pixel art used, again, they just more or less recreated the intro of, like, yeah, King of Fighters and Fatal Fury. It's just yeah. like, if you know this this franchise, then you would be losing losing your mind just how, how yeah. faithful it is. Yeah, he, so, he even yeah. said, which is anyone familiar with the Neo Geo system will surely not be able to watch without grinning. Like, there you go. Like, this was made for those people, for you people. You know who you are. So... <laughs> I would like to be very clear that I was trolling about it being trash. Harry, <laughs> it's hard my, to tell in sometimes. My, in my numerical <laughs> ratings, 
that uh, the audience is dying to hear. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave it a nine for creativity and a nine for style and a zero for hype. Because- <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. Yeah. So I mean, I would- to be fair, I'm so I played like the older King of Fighters games, and I never liked Terry. So I think that Ooh. also is a slight bit of a bias. Yes. Ouch. Yeah, I liked Theo, and I liked like Mai, and I liked some of the other characters. But Terry was always just like, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. So where do we where do we put him in our current list? I let me hold on, let me check my my ratings of where I have him compared to Incineroar. I have him slightly worse than Incineroar and Ken. Ouch. Ugh. I would put him above. I would totally put him above. Well, uh, personally for me, I kind of be putting him right by like with Duck Hunt. In okay. My opinion. Scott. Let's put him just below Duck Hunt. Is okay, so thing. I'm fine with that. That's a good placement for sure. All right. Next up, this is one that Tyler was talking about earlier, the dual reveal, if you want to call it that, of Charizard and Greninja. <laughs> I loved this trailer. This was this was Pokemon hype. You have the battle music, you have every single Pokemon, that's an assist trophy in there, you got Pikachu, and boom, Charizard roars in. You know, that's fires it up. There you go. And then he's about to go up against Mario. I love the attacks, you know. Charizard dodging him, and then everyone's like, oh, it's Mewtwo, but I was like, why is Mewtwo using that kind of attack? No, it's Greninja, mother effers! You know? <laughs> him him being upside down, coming up, and doing, like, the whole, sup. You know? Greninja makes a splash. I loved it, and then showing him and Charizard, you know, with, in the, with the moves and all that, working with all the Pokemon, and then the ending shot of the final smash with the moon. Um, I love this trailer. I would put this one above Duck Hunt Dog. Like, easy. Ooh. I'm conflicted. Just because, I mean, no, I like this trailer. I'm not. I'm going to just say this. This. I'm just conflicted because I don't know where I'd put it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because yeah. I like it, but I don't think I like it as much. Right. As I like right, Violet right. or Snake. Not even probably as much as Duck Hunt, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much in similar as well because again, like maybe it's just because I'm not the Pokemon fan here, but like the fact like the trailer, like boom, 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 it's like it's it's very quick. I mean, the only thing I'll I'll give props is with Greninja because again, that last shot again with the more or less Ragnarok of Strider and just with that moonshot, I'll give I'll give that much. But again, it's the fact that it was it was so fast and one, it's basically Pokemon theme. Like, yeah. I guess it yeah. kind of takes away a little bit from yes, it. Yes, it does. That, that's my problem with it as well. And uh, Scott and I have kind of been on lockstep on a couple of these. I think he said it perfectly. But the the issue with this one is it's immediately clear that it's Smash Bros. I remember watching it in real time. You knew it was Smash right away. The best Smash trailer surprised you uh, either with the character or with what it is. And this one, you knew it was Greninja when as soon as he started putting the Shuriken together. And Charizard was already in Brawl. So it wasn't exciting to have him confirmed. This was just a by the numbers, visually fine, characters fine, but it was Mario. We've seen him enough. I'm with I'm with them. I'd put it below Incineroar and Ken and Duck Hunt and even Terry. I'd put it below. (sighs) I am outvoted, so it shall so shall it be. (laughs) Above Pac-Man though. Above Pac-Man. Okay, above, I, Pac-Man. above Pac-Man. Okay, is that we're talking about above or below Pac-Man? Oh crap! Sorry. I uh, how did that end up there? I accidentally put Bayonetta below Pac-Man. How did that happen? That's not right. <laughs> I know. I think that is. I, I think I might have accidentally put someone. Okay. Um, what did I? I wonder what we I meant to. We have Bayonetta. No, I know. Thanks. Under Palutena. Uh, we haven't yeah. talked about it yet. We haven't. No, hold on. It. I want to talk about someone else. I want to talk about another rather confusing addition to the uh events. We fit trainer. 
This one was oh, fun. Yeah, this yeah. one is actually <laughs> very low key great. Like oh, low key, low key. It's not low key. great, but it's low key great. <laughs> so above Pac-Man, below Greninja. No, it's above Greninja. Mario above Greninja. Oh, come yeah. on! It's Mario not above! Kirby and Link doing Wii Fit was hilarious. And, like, it, uh, so I, uh, the creativity is all, it's the opposite. It, again, it's sort of the opposite of the Greninja one because it's like, the Greninja one is so sound. This one's like, it's Wii Fit Trainer, so it's weird and oddly paced a little bit. But just that beginning shot of the characters all doing the Wii Fit and the kind of pump fake of it. So, a new Wii Fit game. No, wait! Wii Fit Trainer is in Smash. I gotta put this above Greninja. I gotta put this right by Duck Hunt. I would say God, under no. Duck Hunt, but <laughs> guys, please save me, please. I'm saying under Terry. <laughs> oh, I on. think I like Terry's better than Wii Fit. <laughs> okay, Even well, I don't like Terry, which is saying something. <laughs> okay, I, I'm pretty much the consensus as well. Like Wii Fit, uh, like again, it's low key great just because again they, they just it, it's such a it, it's not an impactful. Again, it's yoga. You really yeah. don't get Toon Pepper with yoga, so... Uh-huh. But I think you see see everybody, including Kirby, doing yoga. It's like, okay, okay, it's funny. Okay. It's nice. We've lost so, all credibility. So, We've just uh, lost all credibility, but that's okay. Hey, you, that's hey okay. I got outvoted, you got outvoted. <laughs> welcome to welcome to the world. All right, <laughs> we, we, got, we, got, we got to speed this up, running out of time. So, Mega Man. Ooh, ha, 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 Top oh, tier. This is a high tier. Oh, Top tier. Top tier, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, but how high? Give, give me a spot. This this is right. This is the start of a new Smash cycle. Yes. So it's extremely hype. It's extremely well put together. I gotta go under Simon and above Little Mac. Oh, I, I, I come up with that. I yeah, it's pretty much too. up there just because it's impactful. Yeah, up there with Little Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He is he is easily one of the most important additions to Smash Brothers mm-hmm. by far, like without a doubt. I mean, and just the just the. First of all, just to summon him, like the moonshot, the helmet, and then the use of the variable system was like, boom! Like this is this is how it was going to be from then on. Like this was our warning that these are how good these trailers are going to look. All right, and now to one of Tyler's favorite characters, Rosalina. This is an elite trailer. Um, it's not Rosalina's not a crazy hype character, but the trailer itself. It's long and cinematic, but there's the pump fake of what is this game? You didn't really even know. You had Kirby, the Mario Kart crossover, beautifully animated. Lighting is stunning. I, I'm very high on this one. I would put it under Palutena and above Bayonetta. No. No. Not even. No. I'm no. Just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. It's it, you got your bias. It, no, it, it I, is like, clear. I, 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 like, I, like, I, I like Rosalina a little bit, like given the original games as well. Again, referencing the whole Rainbow Road thing with Donkey Kong and all that. But I will not say go to that point that is better than Bayonetta. I'm sorry. I mean, nice. up, up by no. Palutena for sure, but but not over Bayonetta. You got the charm, the charm. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, look. Uh, Kirby and the Luma hanging out. That was fine, and Rosalina showing up Donkey and Kong poking Kirby. I mean, it was it was it was fine, but I mean, as great as Rosalina is, I don't think she is top. She was definitely wasn't hype. No, 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 no. But it's not all about the character, though. It's about the trailer. I would agree. (laughs) Oh, oh, now it's about the trailer and not the character. How interesting. Uh huh. It's been about the trailer. The character Uh is a part of the trailer for sure. It's the hype part. You know, that's where the hype comes in. Rosalina, not hype, but the trailer. If we're ranking like by. I would put. I'll put her above, above Duck Hunt because it was a visually stunning trailer. But I'm, I'm putting. That was I, actually where I was about to say. There you go. Above, above Duck Hunt, below Byleth. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it should be about violence, but that's okay. Yeah. All right. Uh huh. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. All right. Uh, okay. I'm, just, I'm going through Wii Fit. Just, or sorry, Wii U 3DS. Just to make sure I didn't miss anybody. Uh, oh, Shulk. All right. That, yeah, that's pretty nice one. Yeah, that was not bad. By the numbers, though. Definitely I'm really feeling it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, th- this one was requested because of you know op- op- Operation Rainfall and everything, and uh, Shulk foresees a fight. Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> I did like the use of the Monado and and the the foresight and all that. That was pretty cool and it was nice, but it was a bit by the numbers. And 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 it, you could argue that it wasn't as hype because there were a lot of people who didn't understand what Xenoblade Chronicles was because again I had no idea I remember seeing so many people be just like who is this guy exactly (laughs) so below Duck Hunt below Duck Hunt above Terry is right where I put him okay I I can live with that I I can live with that okay okay all right moving on oh yeah (laughs) I talked about this one a lot last week Bowser Jr. I like this one I, I personally would put this above Duck Hunt um, but below Rosalina, so Tyler doesn't throw a fit. Because... I, you know what? I would throw a fit, and I think it's below Duck Hunt, but above Shulk. Below Duck Hunt, I agree. Yeah, Fine. That's, that's, that's for the cast. Okay, yeah, but, yeah. The, but this was a really good... Like, I... uh, the moonshot... Again, lots of moonshots in these trailers, but the moonshot of all the Koopalings together. Like, right. that was right. really cool. So... Alright, fine. So what's Scott got on this one, though? Yeah, I was like below Duck Hunt. I had to think about it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't Duck seen the like Bowser Jr. one in a while. No. Duck Hunt is like our, our total median. Like, he is the mark of Duke. <laughs> he really is. All right. If you look at my tier list, he's like the, the beginning of like the B tier. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, here we go. We are. Okay, we gotta we got keep going. We're running out of time. Uh, this is the final one for Wii 3DS. Corrin. Oh, low, nice. low, unfortunately. Really? Interesting. I didn't really like the trailer that much, even though I do like Corrin. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, freaking out with hype, but I knew that the world was going to hate it when they announced it. <laughs> this was, like, the third Fire Emblem trailer for Smash Wii U, and it was the weakest, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did. I, I did like that they repurposed, even Sakurai admitted they just took the cutscene from the game and just repurposed it with the fourth choice. Um, I like that. And then using the voice acting, it's like, wait, Corrin's a, uh, our brother's a sister now. And Camille's like, I like that. Like, okay. Yeah. I just want to say this one because they, they announced Corrin in Smash Bros. before the official game even came out. That's true. Well. I remember that. that. And that was definitely a, a risky move. But it was also, uh, in many ways, to showcase how important Fire Emblem was becoming to Nintendo. Because with Corrin, there were six Fire Emblem characters. So I'll agree. This was this one was very by the books, and the big best part was obviously the the opening cutscene where it was repurposed from Fates. So yeah, below who? Below that's, Wii Fit. Yeah, that was exactly what I was gonna Oof. say. Let's go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll All right. That. I'll give so that. Wii Wii U and 3DS is officially done, and so I will jump back to Brawl. Where do we put Snake? Very high. Snake. Very high. Very high. High. Okay. So above who? Not above Mega Man for me. What do you guys think? Below def- Mega Man. Definitely below Mega Man. How about... Right below Mega Man. Now, I, I still like Little Mac more, because that, that felt more important. How about above Lucina Robin? For sure, for sure. But okay. Alrighty. Yeah. yeah, I'm good, I'm with, good that. with that. It's your time. Alright. Alright, so now the rest we have are the ultimate characters. I'm going to go scroll back up to the top, just to make sure we did not miss anybody. Oh, of course. Of course. Ridley. <laughs> 
Ridley! Right. This trailer's actually not bad. I don't know why I forgot him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a very good trailer, I think. Yeah, this, yeah. this, was, this one was scary. I mean, they were killing people. And Sakura even said he wanted to go more intense. They <laughs> they killed people, and they wanted to go more intense. Like, what's wrong with you, Sakura? Where are you guys putting in this between? Uh, I don't uh, know. I'll leave this. It's, it's high, because visually, it, it was great. This was so dang hype. I'm very just debating hype. if I would say it's better than Bayonetta. I'll say below Simon. Ooh, uh, you guys are very high. So you put it above Mega Man, Will. Uh, I wasn't going to put it above Mega Man, but Jake. I, I mean, I would, I would say Mega Man levels because, again, Mega Man's an icon. Really, not yeah. as much. Yeah. I, I would put it, it's above, to me, it should be above Hero and below Cloud. But that's, I mean, I'm, I'm just one man. That was actually more near where I was, because I was okay. debating if I wanted to put it between Cloud or Bayonetta, but that does make sense. I say below Cloud is Cloud. Best. Okay. Yeah, I, could put, yeah. I can bump it, too, to put it above Cloud. Honestly, I'm completely comfortable. Uh, I, no, I, I, yeah. I like it above Cloud. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Because it, 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 it was just so well done. Cloud, it was yeah. great. It was just so well done. It and we, we finally got Ridley. I mean, thank <laughs> God. All right. Uh, let's see. Next we up. We have to talk about the top tier. This is a top tier, and I will hear no arguments. The Me Fighters. The Me Fighters. <laughs> the Me Fighters themselves were not hype at all. But rewatch that. Awada and Reggie. They are so funny. They didn't. Trailer. They didn't include that in the list. But, uh, well, I'm gonna include it here now. That, that I agree. One was they're fighting and like Reggie beats him and he's like looks all confident. Awada pulls out the Mario amiibo for the first time. We saw amiibos. They were born. That in was this cool. Trailer and and Reggie goes Mario. Mario. <laughs> he yeah. It all scared. Like, yeah. Oh, that was that was legendary. Okay, I will easily put that above Little Mac, but below Mega Man. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. I agree, I agree, I agree. All right, well, then thank you for reminding me of that because that was not on there. I'm actually surprised that uh, what, he didn't talk about that because of his connection with I was Iwata. Actually, confused on what that was when I was seeing on the list of icons, but now I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So next up we have. Okay, we got. Oh yeah, Min Min. That one I actually like. That one, because again, the fact it is based on the game and everyone was like fighting over it. I, I, I it's, a, it's a solid trailer. Yeah. So definitely in the middle of the road for sure. Say at least. Yeah. So give me give me a spot. Uh, personally for me, I think I will be a little bit better than Bowser Jr. Okay. Scott. I was gonna say in between Rosalina and Duck Hunt, but I'm Tyler. Putting it. Oh, interesting. I would actually, as much as I like the Rosalina one. Now, I actually completely agree with Scott. I'd put it below Rosalina and above Duck Hunt. Okay, I can agree with that. All right, Min Min. Okay, now for my one, you know, the one that I've been dying to talk about. <laughs> Minecraft! <laughs> Lowest trailer ever! No, it's not. Um, but I, I would definitely put this low. Like, yeah. it, I mean, yes. It have done so much more with it. it yes, even it Sakurai was like, it was, he wanted to do this, like, in a different way. But he, he tried to go for a surreal approach. And I applaud that, usually, but it's Minecraft, it's Steve. Minecraft. Come on. I mean, no. that the trailer broke Twitter. That's exactly. Because yeah. no one could believe it. So I would put it a below Wii Fit Trainer. That's where I put it. Yes. Boom. Done. I agree. I agree. I agree. And you're, it's only getting that high because of just how it broke the internet. Because you know people are still it, like, wait a minute. Because of Steve, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the trailer and... itself wasn't nearly as good as it should have been. No, it sh it was not. Villager uh, uh, is on this list. I no, mean, I just want to place him for fun. Well, he he did have a trailer, but I think it's important to note his trailer originated at the envelope. 
which has become iconic. This is true, that's but that was that was that was the reveal trailer. reveal. That's why Inkling isn't in here because Inkling was the reveal reveal trailer. Be, I think Inkling should be in here also, though. Uh, Inkling Inkling's reveal trailer to me is a that's a that's a it's, top tier. It's top it, tier. It is it is it is transcendent. I don't know if I would want to rank it though because. I feel like it's like an encompasses ultimate a little better. Right. Yeah. Because right, right. I mean, it wasn't really about Inkling. It was about it was showing off Splatoon, and then all of a sudden it changes to Smash Brothers, and we're like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, this is a Smash Brothers trailer. So that's why I didn't want to put it. Same with Villager. Villager was in there, but it wasn't really about Villager. We're like, all these other trailers are about the character. Okay. So yeah. that's that's why I'm not doing that. All right. Well, all right. Well, so we're almost done. We are almost there. We have, yeah, we have two left. All right, Pyra. we're almost there. We got we got Pyra. And Kazia. Kazia. I know Ty I know Kazia is not Tyler's favorite at all. Ka yeah, Ka yeah, Kazia was, was trash. Um and like I said that about Cherry and I was joking. Kazua Kazia's I'm not I'm still joking, but not as much. Kazia's yeah. is a low tier. Alright, so not exciting. It's like our fourth fighting game character and like the and gimmick of all was the fine, Tekken but... characters you get, it's freaking Kazuya. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. He he chose him. Things. He chose him because he wanted the devil gene, but he didn't want to do Jin, because Jin, I guess, was you know been used so much. So he wanted, and he didn't want to do Hihachi because he doesn't have the devil gene. Uh, that's canon. Uh, yeah, I know. But just so saying, I don't like so, so how about how about below yeah. Pac-Man? Because I definitely think he was better than Roy and Lucas and Mewtwo just because of the visual of him like throwing people off the volcano. Yeah, I agree with that. So yeah, so Kaz I think I agree. he's above Pac-Man. Uh, above Pac-Man? Pac-Man just wasn't really a trailer. Like, okay. Like, Kazuya had at least. I would put him below Corrin and above Pac-Man. Deal. Okay, and then finally okay. we have Pyra. I demand Pyra be top tier because I agree, I agree this was there so was reference. story here and I know Tyler said oh this was a smash trailer right away they did not make it clear that this was a smash trailer because this was, it was clear, but... I, I it was not to me and to others because it was like oh my gosh it's like they had the full voice acting <laughs> they had all the models they did it in like their engine and they mm -hmm. even say that monolith soft took care of the video this was all yeah. them and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like Rex I got invited to smash it's like what <laughs> like I thought I was getting a smash I, I I didn't mean to be dismissive. We're kind of rushing, but I want to be clear that it was the only reason I knew it was Smash is because I've seen so many Smash trailers that it was like, oh, this is going to be Smash. But it was well <laughs> hidden for sure. Yeah. It so was, and it's a great trailer. But so, is it? It's not as good as Simon or Mega Man or. I would put it. I want to put it in within the top. So how about above Cloud? Above Ooh, Cloud. I have, it, I have it significantly above Cloud. Oh, then, then please tell me. Tell me where. I would put it below. Probably near Palutena's and mine. I would put it just below Little Mac. Ooh, that's Above. really high. That's really high. I like that. Okay. I thought it was really creative. I really like that trailer. Okay. And that's it. Okay, oh. so, ladies and gentlemen, our final list, and with only eight minutes above schedule, I'm fine with this. Going from top to bottom, we have Sora, Banjo-Kazooie, Sephiroth, Sonic, King K. Rool, Simon Belmont, Mega Man, Me Fighters, Little Mac, Pirate, Mithra, Snake, Lucina Robin, Joker, Palutena, Bayonetta, Ridley Cloud, the hero from Dragon Quest, Byleth, Rosalita, Min Min, Duck Hunt, Dog, Bowser Jr., Shulk, Terry Bogart, Ken, Cinderor, Greninja, Charizard, Wii Fit Trainer, Minecraft Steve, Korin, Kazuya, Pac-Man, Lucas, Roy, Mewtwo, Piranha, and Isabel. Yeah, nice. Done! <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I did it! <laughs> All right, and with that list, which I'm very, very proud of, I'm totally saving this so we can reference it later. Um, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. Tyler!
Yes, last week we asked you uh, which Kirby game was your favorite. And 20% of you said Kirby's Dreamland, 40% said Kirby and the Crystal Shards, 20% said Superstar, and 20% said Epic Yarn. Nice. All right, so for this one, I think it's going to be very, very obvious. We, we have now made our list, and we're going to see if you agree. So, Tyler, your yeah. mission, whether you want to accept it or not, you're going to do it. Um, you are going to ask which of the following four trailers is the best Super Smash Brothers reveal? Is it Sora, Banjo, Sephiroth, or Sonic? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and I, I have put this all in a visual that I will tweet out as well Please. to the listeners, so you guys can criticize us and all that. Oh, kind of they will criticize. They will criticize us for sure. All right, and of course, let us know what you think about E3 2022 being canceled, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 being delayed, Triangle Strategy still being called Triangle Strategy, and if you have played Kirby in the Forgotten Land, let us know what you think about it. So for Tellius Tyler, Skull Kid Scott, Warrior Will, Iron Triforce Tyler, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made the end of the level. And the tier list, raise the flag.